Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to Peyton's Place. This is my podcast, and today we will be featuring my grandma, or I like to call her my nanny, who was originally from Liverpool, England, and immigrated over here with my grandpa, my poppy, at a very young age. She'll tell us what it's like, what her life was like, the struggles she went through, what her childhood life was like, everything that you could imagine. Stay tuned. One thing I want to say before I get my nanny on this podcast is that I went to Liverpool, England this summer, last summer, with my nanny, my poppy, and my whole family, and we saw everything from where my poppy drank his first pint with his brother before he came to America, um, where my nanny and poppy went dancing, where they met, where they grew up. We saw all kinds of things, and I just thought it was very, very cool and very eye-opening And I just really encourage you after this podcast to do a little more research on Liverpool, England. Um, Just a lot has happened there. There's been a lot of history that has happened there. And my nanny and poppy lived through most of it. And I think it just takes a lot of courage for them to immigrate over here with nothing and to just start fresh. And I really look up to them for this. And I think that what they did just took a lot of them and I think that there's just more than my nanny is leading on that you guys should just go and do a little more research on your own. The reason I chose to record my grandma, my nanny, is because I wanted you guys to see life through her perspective. Like, her immigration process and what she had to go through when she immigrated over here and what the American dream was. When we were younger as kids, we were told that people from other countries wanted to immigrate here for the American dream. Well, what was the American dream? We we don't know that because we were just born here. And I just think the things that her and my poppy had to go through were just amazing just so that they could have food on the table for their kids just so that they could make money at the end of the night whatever it was for I just think their values that came from this and what they have passed down to us as kids really has affected me and my cultural background as well and I just think that it's very inspiring being their granddaughter and just everything that they pushed through and everything that they had gone through I just want you guys to know too. So Nan, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello this is Olive Martin, Peyton's grandma, nanny. Okay, Nan, where are you from and why did you immigrate to the United States? I'm from Liverpool, England. It's the northern part. And um, I, we emigrated after we got married. Uh, we had a baby, Julie, seven months old, and we came to America with another couple. And the reason we came was we wanted to try it. Reggie had two brothers here. And so it sounded like a good deal to do that time so nan tell us what it was like 
growing up in Liverpool, like your childhood experiences, everything that you had to deal with as a child, um, what you look forward to, all of that. Liverpool, I lived in like what you'd call a townhouse, you know, uh, houses, uh, like a townhouse row of houses. Yeah. And there was uh, my mum and dad and there was five girls and we only had two bedrooms. And so Sue was the youngest, but with us four girls, we had the one bedroom, which was big, but we lit, you know, we, it was, oh, the houses then, you know, were small, you know, when I grew up and, but it was a happy, happy time for me. And no, very happy. And we played out in the streets as lots as kids, you know, and then school, I like school. We started at uh, five and then we, um, we went, you know, like to, at nine in the morning, came home for lunch for an hour and a half and back and finished at four. I left school at 15 and I worked in a, I went with my friend and we both got a job in a, a, a firm. And I worked there till I left to get married and have Julie, so. Okay, so growing up with your mom and dad, what what was like, what's the difference between parents then in England and parents now? Well, like I say, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked hard. In fact, he worked in London and sometimes gone up for a week and then home. But he was the breadwinner, you know, he was the provider and us girls. We had fun. You know, five girls in a house, you can imagine. We had our, you know, fun. And we had our clique. One sister was fond of the other, more not fun, but would stick together, you know. Yeah. But we had fun. And the best memory in my life is my dad coming home on a Friday night. And he had a box of chocolates for my mum. And he had candy for us girls, five bags of candy. And we'd sit, and this was a lot what every family did. Had five, we'd sit around the table, and Thelma, being the eldest, would sit and say, you know, go around us scales, one for you, one for you from one bag, and then one for you and one for... And it was just the best memory, because we just looked forward to Dad, you know, on a Friday night coming home. It was just, it was a very simple life, you know. No big fancy clothes, you know. I had hand-me-downs, no big... But till I got working myself, and it was one thing that I did when we worked at 15 in England, I don't know if you're interested in this part, all those girls handed over our cheque to our mum. And mum would open it up, take out so, give us so much pocket money, and then um, then we'd, she'd uh, keep the rest. And that was when st things started getting better for my mum, you know, because we were all in in a wage and then um, what she'd do, she, you know, used it to keep a, a household and clothes then. But we, and we know, most people, most girls in those days, I don't know anyone that had an apartment or anything like that when they were young. I left home when I got married and all the other girls did too, my sisters. They all stayed, lived at home, went, handed over the check to mom and then got so much back for fun going out dancing and whatever we were doing but that's that was the lifestyle then so you know they all lived at home all young people lived at home till they got married so obviously you said going out and stuff and dancing and obviously the Beatles were a big part of like England culture and stuff like that so tell us 
how like going out and dancing and the Beatles, like how that all played a role in your childhood? Oh, well, we look forward. Friday night we got paid and we the first thing we did was go, Thursday night we got paid and we got on the bus from the job, my friends and I, and we'd go downtown and buy ourselves a nice top and stuff, you know. And then we Friday night, the Saturday, and Friday and Saturday would be rock and roll night in one dance hall. And we'd go and we'd have fun. And the girls danced together and the boys stand around eyeing the girls up. <laughs> so, you know, and then it was it was fun. Love that part. With the dancing and the music in that time was fantastic. We had so much fun. So much energy. <laughs> and it was fun times. So Okay, so obviously you and Poppy have been married for a long time. How long then? Tell them how long. 58 years 58 years so tell us how you guys met i guess and then like how like the struggle you told me the story of the struggle of when he proposed to you and what like my grandfather my great-grandfather would have said to him and stuff like that so tell us that story what my dad said to him yeah like tell us that whole story oh well it, you know when he just when we were 17 there was a call up in England. I, I met him. I was, I was violet. I was an anti-violet. Worked in where I worked, and she was going with my cousin. And so she, we went up to her house. My cousin and I, Derek, we went up to her house, and I saw Reggie. And I don't want to get sloppy or anything, but his smile won me over. But he was with a girl then. So I just went, you know, we went on our way going out with my cousin. And then I was at the dance hall one night and he was there. So he came over. And so that's how we, oh, no, we, we I had a blind date. Sorry about that. Had a blind date. His sister set up a blind date for us. And so that's how he walked uh, in England to a, we met at a red telephone kiosk on one street. I can picture it now. <laughs> it, that's how I met him. And then he went off into the uh, army and he, he came home and I was only 17, living at home, like I say. And I, he came and, and he asked my dad is he wanted to get engaged. And he, But he had to, he'd been called up in the army. He was 18 in the September and the last day was the, on the 29th. And the last call-up day was the 30th. So he he had to go in. He went for two years to Germany. But he asked my dad if we could get married. And my dad said, no, no, son, no, not now. You're going off to Germany. And it wasn't wartime, as you know. You're going off. And he said, you'll be gone a while. And you'll only get a one or two leaves. He said, just, you know, if things are meant to be, he said, you know, absent makes the heart grow fonder. And so he, he, he pushed us off on getting married. So anyway, we Reggie went off. And then when we came home, we planned the wedding then. So my he loved my dad. He talked to my dad because his, his dad died when he was 14. So he really got close to my dad. So he used to have good talks with him. So so that's how we we got married. We were Okay, so when you immigrated, what did you have to do in order to immigrate over to the United States? 
Well, first of all, we have to go downtown Liverpool and we have to get a passport and we have to be checked. We had uh, shots. We had to, I had to have shots. And then we went to the shipping to book the ship to come over. We came on the Empress of Canada and we uh, had to book that passage. And then we had to say we were going to come into a job, which we, you know, uh, the brothers had set up an interview in Mitchell uh, here. They were selling insurance, and so they, Reggie and the guy we came with and wife, they signed, you know, signed up with them, and and they got jobs for them. But first, they had to, over here. They had to. They went. The boss had to put in the paper. It was Mutual of Omaha. They had to put in the paper advertising for salesmen, and if nobody uh, wanted the job. And, uh, which they didn't. They had no replies to their advertising. So then Reggie and Jimmy had a job to come to. So that was set up. So we got our passports, but we still had to wait a long time. It was a, from the beginning, it must have been six, seven months before we ended up finally getting on the ship and coming over. And we, we came into the... Um, uh, Canada, Empress of Canada, we came on and we landed in uh, Quebec, Canada. And then from there, we got a train. And that was a long ride to Chicago. And the first thing we saw when we got off the train in Chicago, we were getting one to Sioux City. And when we got off, we saw these big, huge policemen <laughs> with guns. And we'd never seen guns in our life. And one of them had hold of a guy walking around the station. Well, my knees shook, you know. But it was a that was an experience, first experience. And and then we get, came into um, Sioux City, and Freddie and Pauline and and Evelyn and Ken and little Jillian. They came with a little girl. Came uh, were at the station, and when his oldest brother looked at Reggie, he said. Boy, I don't think he's going to make it, Fred, because he looks so young. You know, we look so young. Mostly Reggie, not me. <laughs> but it, we looked young. And anyway, turns out that we did make it. We made it well. He worked hard. And he did well. So, because he always promised me if he didn't do well here, why stay? Go back home to England, you know. I was homesick a lot. The first year was very, very tough for me. I cried for my mum, my sisters. And, you know, so it was tough that way. But we made it. I mean, we didn't we didn't have a lot in England, so we didn't expect, a, you know, to have a lot as soon as we came. So it took hard work, and we, we did it, so. So when you came from England, okay, like yeah. what were the differences in man and woman roles in America versus, like, in England? Oh, well, in England, you know... I didn't work, the woman didn't work a lot of times when I grew up. Um, so when we came, you know, we were struggling and I was going to, um, Reg said, I told Reg, I said, I'm going to get see if I can get a little job. And uh, he said, it's not worth it. By the time you be a babysitter, you stay home. He said, I'll do, I'll make it, I'll do well. And so... The, that was difference in the role, you know. Women worked here, but in England they didn't. You know, they once they had children, most of them, majority, not now, stayed home. 
and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and so I quit my I quit my job when I was pregnant with Julie and then I stayed home so um but then you know things changed but I never did work I never did work so I didn't have to and I'm thankful for that so we didn't go out with his brothers and wives for a while. We stayed home because we had Julie. We had no phone and we didn't like going out with no connection and, you know, and not knowing a lot of people that right then. So it, now it's pretty much the same. Even when I go back to England, Liverpool, the girls work and it's like living over here right now, England. You know, there's kind of, it's kind of the same. Not when I grew up, though, so. Okay, so when you first came here, what were some of the struggles you guys went through? Oh, well, it was a big learning experience. We looked so young, especially Re uh, my husband, Reggie. Um, he started in the insurance, and he hadn't done that at all. He never sold anything. And so, but he got into it, and it was a struggle. And the couple we came with, we'd pool our uh, wages, what wages they were, and we'd the weekend we'd eat whatever we had, we'd eat together. And but it was it wasn't bad. It was but it was a little struggle. But then he was successful. He worked hard and told me he'd take me back home if it didn't work out. So, but it worked out. Worked out great. Well, thank you, Nanny, for talking with me and giving us your background and how you came to America and the struggles and stuff. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Love you. Love you, too. Yeah. So that concludes my first episode of Peyton's Place. Thanks for listening, guys. And I just wanted to say... Thank you to my nanny because I know that that was very hard for her to talk about and she was very happy to share with you guys the struggles that she went through and she loves talking about this to people but it's very hard for her because she doesn't get to go home now because of all this coronavirus so I just am very grateful for the opportunity that my nanny got to speak and I hope that you guys took a lot from this and that it's not as easy as it sounds moving to America and starting with nothing and that you can make it work and anything you put your mind to you can do so I'm just very grateful that my nanny decided to share her experiences and her struggles with us thanks for tuning into Peyton's Place come back next week with a new episode